Hello and welcome to the Companion Chapel Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was a, a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. After this I looked, that's John, and there was a door opened in heaven, and the first voice he heard was a trumpet, as it were a trumpet, that means a commanding voice. A trumpet's a command, it, you can't ignore it, it's like an order, and it was communicating with them. Tell him to come over here, he's got some things to show you. That was Christ talking. Two, and immediately I was in the spirit, and behold a throne was set in heaven, and one that sat on the throne. John was immediately in the spirit. This goes with chapter one, verse 10. He's in the spirit on the Lord's day, which means John wasn't laying there having a nappy pool in jail on his bunk. John was up, John's body was there, but he was in the spiritual body. Spiritual body means you're in one or the other, as in it's written in the book of Corinthians. You're in your flesh body, your terrestrial body, or you're in your celestial body, that's your angelic body, and that's the body that you're in in your spiritual body. You're in one or the other. There's no in-between. There's no abeyance or purgatory. It's instantly in one or the other. And John's conscience was no longer there waiting for his tea down in his prison cell or taking a nap. It was up there in the spirit world. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Three. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around the throne in the sight unto an emerald. This is something spectacular John's trying to describe here. Now, he sees a jasper and a sardine stone. That's the first and the last stone on the priest's breastplate. This is the high priest. This is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek, the king of the just. This is Jesus Christ himself. The rainbow around the throne is just say purity. These are things of purity. The rainbow represents a promise. God will never flood out the world again and the sight unto an emerald glowing with the glory of God. Verse 4. And around about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Four and twenty elders. Who could they be? The twelve patriarchs and the twelve disciples who turned into apostles of Christ, sent out ones? It's something worth thinking about. These twelve have authority because they're wearing a crown. Or the only other wearer of a crown is Jesus Christ, which proves these people have a high position to be seen there around the throne, on basically their own thrones, their seats. Four and twenty is twenty-four, and that is the number of the priesthood in biblical numerics. Uh, they're clothed in white. That means their purity. They've proved themselves. They're overcomers in the highest degree. Five, and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. God's throne is very active, very full of life. Genesis chapter 114, God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. This is to say, let there be unique light givers in the heavens, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. These are for signs. Our Heavenly Father is letting us know. There's things to be paying attention to. Chapter 6, before the seals, the same thing. Signs from heaven. Chapter 8, before the trumps, same thing. Signs for heaven. Our Father doesn't leave us out in the dark. He is the light giver. The seven spirits of God, they're listed in the book of Isaiah. 
And I will read the seven spirits of God. There's the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the Lord. That's one spirit. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of strength and power, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of, it says, fear of the Lord. But this should not say fear of the Lord. The fear and revere are two words that get intertwined. They're almost the same thing, but clearly in the English, they mean separate things. Fear of the Lord means reverence of the Lord, means the spirit of respect, respect for God and his position and his position as the creator. And you don't challenge God. You don't question God, ask questions about God. Five, six, and before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Scratch this word right out of your King James or whatever Bible you're reading from. It's not beasts. Two completely different words were translated as beasts. And even in the same chapter, chapter six, it's not beasts. These four, these are four living creatures God created, living entities, and they guard the throne. They have a specific duty. They don't have free will. And they're there to guard the throne of God. And they're described even in detail in Ezekiel chapter 1. So read this, living entities. Before the throne was a sea of glass, like into crystal. That's more purity. Like it's not a sea of trash. It's not a, it's not a dump. And it's not mud. It's crystal. It's clear. It's pure. And in the midst of the throne were the four, four living creatures, four living entities. And they had eyes before and behind. That means they see everything all around. Seven. And the first cherubim, or the living entity, living creature, we'll call them, was like a lion, and the second was like a calf, and the third was like a face of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. This represents the house of Israel. When the house of Israel was moving around, the 12 tribes, when they camped at night, they put up a flag. Like, that was your standard. In Canada, you fly a Canadian flag, that's your standard. Here, these guys, they flew the flag of their tribe. Lion was Judah. The people of Judah, where the Jewish people are brothers, they would have the flag facing the east, and lion was the symbol for the tribe of Judah. Judah faced east. The second cherubim calf was Ephraim. He faced south. The third one was a man, that was Reuben. He faced west. The fourth one was eagle, and that was the tribe of Daniel. Eight, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about them. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day or night. These are for living creatures. This emphasizes their duty. They guard the throne, and they never rest. And they say, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was, is, and which is to come. That's prophetic in itself. When you realize that God was, is, and is to come, you realize that his prophecies were, are presently, and are to exhaust in the future. Some prophecies seem to be coming to pass now, or some people think prophecies have closed and exhausted in the past. But be very careful because this time element is much different than we can conceive. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. It's a sacred, sacred, holy Lord God Almighty. Almighty refers to God and his relationship to his creative works. Nine. And when those creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him, the one sitting on the throne, as it reads in the text, not in the King James, who liveth forever and ever. The one sitting on the throne who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty, ten, the four and twenty elders fall down before him. That's that the one that's sitting on the throne <clears throat> and worship him. 
that liveth forever and ever, and cast down their crowns before the throne, saying, 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were all created. Revere God. He has created all things for thy pleasure, and for thy pleasure they were all created. Now think about this for a little bit. God will not violate the principles of free will. God made us all for his happiness and fulfillment. What was omnipotent God supposed to do when Satan first had thoughts of treason? What was God supposed to do when his most trusted cherub he created in the highest supernatural order, guardian of his throne, turned on him? This covering cherub created in the full pattern of beauty and wisdom was found to be slandering his creator, slandering God and proposing to the billions of us that we could govern ourselves with him in charge to sit as the most high. The most trusted entity was challenging God's sovereignty and shared his ideals with all of us. All God's angels were once singing for joy together. Then we all had this adversary's ideology to ponder. The covering cherub became the adversary. Transliterated, that's where you get the word Satan. Adversary, transliterated, is Satan. The whole world wanders after Satan. We all entertained Satan's ambitions to some degree. One third abandoned God and followed Satan. What would you do if the world around you that you are responsible for turned on you, made you feel really upset and disappointed? Good chance, most likely, destroy that world and build a new one. Trial and error, learn from your mistakes. But God is the very definition of true love. He gives us another chance through the matrix born innocent of woman one time. This is what we wanted or at least thought about mankind in charge of ourselves with Satan, the prince of the air. God had to allow this or how else would we know? We as individuals and a collective would forever be entertaining the thoughts that we can do life without God. God watches and hears the people that blame him for the pain and struggles of this life in the flesh. People blaming and questioning God may consider a change of heart or better said, repent. God is love personified. God is not responsible for any of the human agonies we all must endure. He's letting us see for ourselves what life is like when free will mankind governs itself. And isn't that just the greatest thing? I hope you enjoyed that. It's my pleasure bringing it to you. Now, if you would, please visit us at thecompanionchapel.com. Please press subscribe and like on the podcast. If we have helped you with God's words, please help us to spread our Heavenly Father's precious word. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This entrusts your much-needed gratuities. Go directly into Bible teaching and count as your blessings and works in front of God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And I just know you'll be coming back for the next chapter. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Tell your friends. And thank you very much. And have a great day. Bye for now.